Let us pray. Sanctify us in your truth, O Lord, for your word is truth. Amen. When we gathered as a men's group to study the word this week, we never got to the gospel. I think it was intentional. Notice how long it was? It's customary for us to at least go through the Old Testament reading and to also consider in relation to the Old Testament reading, the gospel, but we just never got to the gospel. Substantial. And that's for that reason I ask that you sit for the reading of the gospel today. In fact, that's the abbreviated form of the gospel, the passion for this week. Tomorrow we'll read the extended version in worship. Um, don't tell them that I said that. Today I would like for us to consider the law of love as we observe Palm Sunday weekend or the weekend of the passion of our Lord. Someone asked, out of curiosity, why did Jesus have enemies? How is that possible when all he did was good? Why did people hate him so much that they crucified him? On Palm Sunday, Jesus enjoyed the parade the parade put on by the people. They praised God, as we were doing a while ago with palm branches as we sing all glory, Lord, and honor. And as they did so, Jesus was happy. But he was also sad. They hailed him, their king. It was a great honor but he was very sad. On entering the temple, Jesus felt sad to see people selling and buying livestock. Now, many of you might not have been close to livestock. But if you're close to livestock, you know what it smells like, what it sounds like, okay? You don't have to use your imagination. You know. I mean, Bob here, uh, um, Bob Starr could tell us about that. And here in the temple, they're selling livestock and buying livestock. They were carrying on lucrative business in God's house. Just imagine for a moment, okay? 
let's say this is the temple. How would you like to show up for worship on Saturday afternoon and there are cows in there and there are goats and there are pigeons and there are sheep, uh, you know, and there's a business going on. That, that's in the narthex, by the way, okay? You haven't reached into this sanctuary area, but out there, what would you do? You might be asking some serious questions of me, right? Yeah. How, who allowed this to happen? Right? And that beautiful carpet, well, you wouldn't like to see it in a couple of minutes. Right? All kinds of stuff. I don't even have to mention. Just imagine. Right? And the stench. Okay? The mixture of ammonia and all those beautiful aromatic smells from the farmlands will come into play. Well, that's what Jesus experienced. Came to the temple, and they were carrying on lucrative business in God's house, making it unsuitable for prayer. You wouldn't be able to pray if stuff like that is going on in the Arctic. Every now and again, a cow decides to give a sound, or the goat, or the sheep, or the pigeons. Right. And not to speak about those who are selling them, how they're bartering, they're calling out for business. That made Jesus very sad. When you love someone, and this is a question for you, when you love someone, they can make you happy and or sad, right? Sure about it? They can make you happy and or sad, right? My sons do that to me all the time. Sometimes I'm happy and then all of a sudden, you know, they throw me a curveball and I switch from happiness to, well, along the way there's a little bit of anger that comes in, but I get over, you know, the pendulum swings, right? Yeah. Love could have a happy face or a sad face, depending on one's experience of joy or pain. Jesus was happy. He was happy and he was sad during his last week on earth. And I want to tell you that if you listen to Mary read the gospel a while ago, you would realize that for Jesus, this was the most challenging and demanding week of his earthly life. He was worried. Rightly so, he was worried all week as people confronted him with questions. He knew they were out to get him, and that made him very sad. On Thursday, he ate his last meal with the disciples. 
he washed their feet, including Judas, who turned on him. He gave them a new commandment. That's why it's called Maundy Thursday. Did you know that? Maundy comes from the Latin. That means command, mandate. Okay? He gave them a new commandment, love one another. He said, we should love one another. And we notice that in this upper room with his disciples as he washed their feet, as he had the last meal with them, as he gave them a new commandment, he loved all of them without exception. He loved even Judas. On Friday, Jesus was sentenced to die by crucifixion. Before he was crucified, he was severely whipped. He was made to carry his own cross. And he was nailed to the cross. He was very sad because he loved deeply and completely. Only when we love deeply and completely can we be very sad. And one asks the question, how could he love his enemies? Got a feeling in this room here, if you have enemies, I'm sure you don't love them. You tolerate them maybe, but you don't love them, right? But he, he loved his enemies. And someone asks, how could he love his enemies? Let me see if you can figure it out. How do you begin to show love to your enemies? Could anybody say? How do you begin to show love to your enemies? How? See? We begin to show love to our enemies when we forgive them. What's the first word from the cross? The first word that Mary read a while ago when Jesus was nailed to the cross is, Father, forgive them for they know not what they are doing. He forgave his enemies and thereby he showed love for them. He forgave those who arrested him, those who accused him, those who tried him, those who condemned him those who executed and mocked him. So don't feel sorry for Jesus. Don't feel sorry for Jesus because he forgave you too and me for sins committed against others and against God. Love. Friends, love forgives. Love forgives. Jesus watched his mother from the cross. She watched him die 
on the cross. And both of them were very sad. Before he gave his last breath, he asked John to take care of her. What does that tell you about Jesus? It tells me that love cares. Love forgives. Love cares. Since Jesus was crushed by sorrow and disappointment because he loved, what will he withhold now that he lives victorious over sin, death, and the evil one? Nothing. He doesn't withhold anything. He loves us, shows his love for us in that he forgave us. He loves us and he shows his love for us in that he cares for us. He knows our struggles. He knows our fears and our pain. He knows and he mends our hearts. And now we live under the law of love. The love that God has put in our hearts through Jesus Christ. A love that forgives and a love that cares. I believe that you're thinking that it is impossible for mortals to love like Jesus did, right? You ever heard people say, when I... I I said to a congregation one time, I said, um, well, the way to treat our enemies is to love them because that's the only way we make an enemy a friend. And uh, some of the members afterwards said to me, well, Pastor, that's, that's impossible to do. It's impossible for mortals to do that, to love like Jesus did. I'm sure you're thinking the same thing too, right? Because when you have an enemy, what do you want to do? You want to crush him under the foot, right? Grind him into the ground or her, right? Yeah. Or you pray that your enemy will just disappear vanish, right? Because they're in your way, right? Well, you're right. It's impossible for mortals to love like Jesus did, but not completely. Because as the baptized people of God, we have an aid. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper. John 14, verse 15 and 16. If you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper 
And the commandments that Jesus asks us to do, the commandments that Jesus asks us to keep are twofold. Love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So by the power of the Holy Spirit, we have received that we have received in baptism. We can love as Jesus loved. That is to say, we can forgive and we can care for others. That's all sometimes they need. When I look at the television, and I see what's happening in Europe, in Ukraine to be precise, it is hard for me, very hard for me, to understand why such cruelty, why such barbarism? Why kill people who are trying to flee from the mayhem. The train station incident is just so unacceptable. How could we bring ourselves to that state? So Jesus is asking us as Christians as his followers, those who believe in him, to love by forgiving, to love by caring for others. And we can do it because as the baptized people of God, we have received the gift of the Spirit, the other helper that Jesus promised. And we can say with St. Paul, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Put another way. I'm going to read from the Good News translation. I have the strength to face all conditions by the power that Christ gives me. I'm going to ask you to say it with me. I'm going to say it and you echo me. I have the strength to face all conditions by the power that Christ gives me. And that's Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13. I have the power, I have the strength to face all conditions by the power that Christ gives me. Today, we leave here to show love as Jesus did, by forgiving others and by caring for others. And there are lots of people for us to care for. When we look at what's happening in Europe, we've, we've got work to do. Amen.